Hello and welcome to this episode of the Love Monday podcast. This episode is going to be all about getting really ridiculously good at whatever it is that you do best. And when I think about this, I'm reminded of a quote by actor, comedian, producer Steve Martin, who whenever he's asked how to be successful in show business, he says, it's simply this, be so good they can't ignore you. The question is, how do we get that good at the thing that we do? It's through a process called deliberate practice. Today, we're going to talk about the Top Gun approach to improvement. Now, we all know the movies, Top Gun and Top Gun Maverick, but I'm going to give you a little bit of background on Top Gun, the program, the U.S. Navy program, the U.S. Navy Weapons Fighter School, as they call it, and how that all came about. Back in 1968, during the Vietnam War, U.S. fighter pilots weren't doing so well. For every plane shot down in a dogfight, the U.S. also lost a plane of their own. So it was a one-for-one win or kill ratio, which isn't really good. They had to look at themselves and say, well, why are we even doing this? Everybody loses. Why Why would we keep doing this? And so they figured they've got to do something different. And so they figured out to build this U.S. Navy fighter weapons school, also known as Top Gun. And what they did, the process behind this was to take the, find the, the best pilots in the Navy. Um, and, and what they did with, when they found the best pilots in the Navy, they made them the instructors. And they called the instructors Red Force. And the Red Force instructors, the, the, the best Navy pilots, what they did was they were well-schooled in how the Russians had trained the North Vietnamese fighter pilots to fight. And then they found planes that were close to what the Russian MiG jets were. And they used those and built some simulations. Now, then they got the the, the second best or the next level, the next tier of U.S. Navy fighter pilots. And they were the first students. And then they took it tier after tier after tier. And all of the students were members of what they called Blue Force. Now, a couple of interesting things happened. The... Red Force pilots, the instructors, got better and better and better because they stayed at the Top Gun school. And the Blue Force pilots, it was they were required to be better every time there was a new class because Red Force pilots got better and better. And so to pass the class, you had to be you had to work harder and learn more and achieve more as a member of Blue Force as a student than you had to initially. So this program and this process made everybody better and better and better. So what was the objective of all of this? It was to go from a one-to-one win ratio to something better than one-to-one. They wanted to make an improvement. So the program worked like this. Uh, Like I say, they, they had the Red Force and the Blue Force pilots. The Red Force pilots were the instructors. The Blue Force pilots were the students. And Every so many weeks, they'd bring in a new set of Blue Force pilots, and they would learn more and more. And they, the intent of this was to push the limits of skill and machine to the limit, to push everybody out of their comfort zone, to make it as realistic as possible, and they used simulations. And what they did was they they came up with scenarios that they would go up and practice in planes. 
and they made it as real as possible, really pushing the limits and pushing people into their, their out of their comfort zone. And sometimes it did not go well. There were planes that were crashed and things like that, but that was the point. They had to make it as real as possible. So they did everything short of using actual weapons. And as weapons, they used cameras, they used radar, they recorded data with radar, they recorded video, they recorded voice recordings, they used instructor and student observations. So they had all sorts of different things they could draw from. And these were their not only their weapons, like radar and cameras were their weapons uh, rather than missiles and machine guns, but they also had all this other data that they collected. So like I said before, in doing this, Red Force instructors got better and better because they stayed at the school and then that forced the Blue Force instructors to get better and better because they had a tougher opponent every time. And so what they would do is they would go through these simulations that were set up. So they'd go up and they'd, they'd go through a simulation. They'd fly the, the, the dogfight. They'd fly the mission. And then they'd come back and they'd review the data, the recordings, the radar. They'd review all of the information they had. Then they'd have these after-action reviews. After each mission, they'd ask questions of the pilots. What did you notice up there? What actions did you take? Why did you choose those actions? What were the mistakes that you made? Would you do anything differently? All of those questions. And, and they would take that information. They would take the, the data from the simulations. They'd take the recordings. And they would really have a, a deep debrief on this so they could see, okay, here's where I can improve. And then they'd go up and fly the mission again. And they'd do this again and again and again an iterative process with the after action review and all the data and all the feedback and all the questions so that they could get better and better. <clears throat> they really get it, got in depth in all of this detail and they would just repeat the process. And that's, that's what we know as deliberate practice. And you can do this yourself in anything you want to improve. Now, ideally you'd, you'd have a simulation you could do. And if you don't have a simulation, if it's something you're trying to improve in, and your simulation really is your on-the-job work that you're doing, you still need to have some sort of after-action review and some feedback and some data to analyze so that you can periodically, maybe it's daily, maybe it's weekly, maybe it's monthly, as often as you do the process, you're going to need to have an after-action review. And ideally, you'd have a coach or some observer who could really sh see things that you might miss. But this is the process to deliberately practice and have the after action review with, your, with yourself or somebody who's going to help you out to see all of the things you might miss so that you can then go back and do it again with those improvements that you want to make. And as you do that, you can get better and better and better. And this is what they did with the U.S. Navy Fighter Weapons School or Top Gun. And the, the outcome of this was that by 1973, which was the last year of active combat in the combat in the Vietnam War, the ratio of planes shot down went from one to one, which it had been in 1968, to five years later, they moved to 12.5 to one. So from one to one to 12.5 to one in those dogfight wins. That's a huge difference. This is the Top Gun approach to improvement. It's deliberate practice. It's setting up simulations or scenarios that you can actually practice something you want to get really good at. And so if you want to be so good 
that you can't be ignored. And the, and the point of this, again, this is the Love Monday podcast. The point of this is to get so good at, at the things that you do that you really can love Monday. You, 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 it becomes so rewarding because you're, you become a Top Gun pilot. You become the best of the best. And that is going to really add to your engagement because it's kind of demoralizing to just sort of be so-so at something. And we've talked about, you know, working in your zone of competence versus working in your zone of excellence. And we're, we're talking now about moving to your zone of excellence and maybe being the best of the best in your zone of excellence. Not so much talking about your zone of genius today. That's the ultimate thing you want to do. And if you are really enjoying what you do and you're trying to become the best of the best and be so good they can't ignore you in something that is your zone of genius, all the better. But in the meantime, I want to, if I can't make Mondays perfect for you, I want to help you get Mondays at least to a point where you don't hate them anymore. And when you're doing really good work, doing the best work you can do, that's going to help that immensely. It's going to help you move to a new level of performance and a new level of job satisfaction. And that's what we want to do. So I want you to start to think about what is something that's been nagging you that you want to get better at. Think about that. What is a thing that you just wish you could do better and, and not something that you, you don't like doing? Don't, don't try and be good at everything, what I call the Michael Jordan mistake. Don't go play baseball when you're so good at basketball. Well, if you're already top tier at what you're doing, what I want you to do is get better at doing that and work harder at that and deliberately practice those things. And that's really what Michael Jordan did through his career. He just got to a point where he'd kind of achieved everything at basketball. So he said, I'm going to go try and play baseball. So I use his example and, and I call it the Michael Jordan mistake. It's trying to be good at everything. I want you to focus in on one or two things that you want to be super great at doing and then apply principles of a deliberate practice or the top gun approach to improvement so that you can really just excel and be happy in the things that you're doing. So again, think of something that you really that you're good at already but you want to be really a lot better at. Come up with what is your what is your process for practice? Can you simulate it? Do you need a coach? And if you can't, how are you going to do it on the job and then also practice deliberately so that you can improve day after day, week after week, month after month, year after year. So you're going to need to figure out, how do I do this thing? How do I practice it? Is it a simulation? Is it on the job? Either one, then you're going to need to do some sort of after action review where you have data, you have somebody hopefully that can observe you and give you feedback. So you have some sort of sort of feedback process, a 360 performance review or something like that. Maybe it's your manager, maybe it's uh, a, a teammate, something like that. But they're going to ask you those hard questions. How did it go today? What were the things you observed? What mistakes did you make? What would you do differently next time? And then you take that information and you start the process all over again. If it's the next day or the next week, however often this cycle runs, and then apply those things you learned from your after action review to improve the next time. That's how you practice. You don't just practice the same thing over and over again, and you don't practice in a vacuum where you don't have 
information or feedback on how you're actually doing because you may be doing it wrong. And the more practice you do at doing it wrong, the better you're going to get at doing it wrong, which means the worse you're going to get at it. You know, you may not get worse, but you're not improving your, your performance any because you've been doing it wrong anyway. So make sure you've got good feedback, got good data, got good recordings if you need those so that you can deliberately practice. Practice in, in process of doing your work or in a simulation. Get, do your after-action review. Get somebody to answer the, ask, you and answer those, ask you those questions so you can answer those questions and then take that information you learned, take what you learned from that and apply it again the next time and do it again and again and again. That's what we're talking to, about today in the Top Gun Approach to Improvement. This is sort of what I talked about in the last session. This is kind of how I approached learning a different language. When I lived in a country where I had to learn a different language, I decided I wanted to get really good at it. So you'll have to check the, next, the last episode about to, to get the full story. But what I did was at the end of every day, I did my own after-action review. What did I learn today? What new words did I learn? How are those used in sentences? How can I use them tomorrow in sentences? How can I use these new words? So not only did I gain new words I tried to use them the next day. And when I could do that, then I would improve my vocabulary, the way I said things. And then I actually started to get feedback from people who were natively speaking the language and got information on how I sounded, how I said things, how I spoke the language. And, and the, the end of that story was I actually fooled somebody. And I didn't mean to fool them. They were just fooled by the way I spoke the language. After this long speech I gave, they came up and asked me where I was from. And they thought I was, it was in Sweden. They thought I was Swedish, which was very gratifying and helped me to know all of that hard work I'd done every day for all of those months was really paying off. And it, it took me about a year to get there, but I got to that point. So that's what we're talking about. What is it on your job? Are you, do you have to, are you a salesperson? Do you need to be better at closing deals? How are you going to simulate that? Or how are you going to practice that? How are you going to get data, whether it's observation, somebody else observes you, recordings that you do, maybe you do, do, do Zoom meetings or phone calls. That's how you do your sales. Who can watch those for you and give you feedback and help you through an after-action review? Like, what did you notice? What did you learn? What decisions did you make? Why did you make those decisions? Why did you take those actions? What would you do differently next time? What mistakes did you make? And that's what we're going to do. So that's what a salesperson might do. What about someone who works in a retail store? You know, and, and you're working with customers. Could you have a buddy or your manager sort of watch how you do that? And and how are you going to practice getting better at that? How are you going to gather data? Who's going to ask you the questions in the after-action review? And if you have nobody, how can you do your own after-action review at the end of every day and say, here was a scenario. I met this person and talked to them about this. They had these questions. Did I have the answers? What mistakes did I make? What did I observe? What could I do differently tomorrow? You know, or, or did they stump me on anything? Was I not able to answer some of these questions and how will I go get those answers so that I can do better next time? If you're a trainer and you're training other people, 
Again, did you get questions that you weren't able to answer? Are you just going to say, oh, yeah, I don't really have the answer to that. You're going to have to go to this person or go, go check out this website or do this thing. Go get the answer on your own and you still don't go get the answer. That's what I mean by practicing the same thing over and over again and getting no better at it at best. You're, you're just practicing doing it wrong. But what could you do? If, if you got stumped on a question and you're a trainer, go get the answer to that. Not only get the answer, but find out the background and the context behind that answer. So next time you can be more engaging in how you're going to train that person. Are you, do you, uh, there, there might be other things that you do. What is your occupation and what do you do every day and what data do you have to be able to to learn from? Do you get feedback? Do you have, do you have data? Are there recordings? Are there things that you can get? Are, are, are there people who could observe you, your manager or someone else who could mentor or coach you and help you through after action reviews so that every time you start a new process, you've got something new that you've learned from the last process to apply to the new process and the new cycle, not the new process, but the new cycle of that same process to get better and better. That's what we're talking about. And that's what I want you to be able to do this week. So what I want you to do for your homework assignment this time is find something that you want to improve on your job. Figure out what it is. Figure out what data you have to analyze at the end of each cycle of this process. What data do you have? If you don't have data, you're going to need to get some somehow. And if you can't, if there's some way to get that data, you're going to need to have somebody observe you periodically to let you know how you're doing so they can give you feedback. Because this is what I call the coaching cycle. Observing, analyzing data, and giving feedback on performance. That is the coaching cycle. And you need somebody that can help you with that a teammate who could mentor you, who might be really good. Now let's talk about applying the, the concepts of the top gun approach. Find somebody who's the best at what you want to be good at. Some, find a, a red force team member. Like they had it, like they have a top gun and you're going to be a member of blue force. And you're going to say, Hey, I need you to be my instructor. You're really good at this. So first of all, you could ask them, what is it that they do really well so that you could, Adopt some of those things that they do. And some of those things may not work for you, but some of them might. They might. The reason they're so good is they probably established some some cheats or some hacks that, that help them be so good. So do you even know what those are? They could help you with that. That's that's gonna be a major step up without having to change much. But then could they observe you? Would they be willing to observe you doing what you do? and give you feedback on that, have an after action review with them and do that on an ongoing basis so you can get better and better and better. People typically want you to ask them about their expertise. They're typically gonna wanna help you. You might find somebody who doesn't want to. You might find somebody who's really protective of what they do and how they do it because they are the best and they wanna remain the best and they don't want competition. (laughs) But typically that's not what you're gonna find. So what are you going to do? What do you want to improve in? What is your, going to be your deliberate practice process? How are you going to get information back on your, on your performance? How are you going to have an after action review so that you can make improvements for the next cycle of that thing you're going to do? 
How are you going to apply those things that you learned in your after action review? And then how are you going to repeat that process again and again and again? Because again, the end goal of this is to, as Steve Martin said, be so good, you can't be ignored. And when you can't be ignored, you're going to get new opportunities. And with new opportunities comes the ability and the, the, the natural following that you'll love Monday, just like Friday, for, but for a different reason. Hey, this one is a little bit shorter. This episode's a little bit shorter this time. I hope it's helped you out. Find a way to apply the Top Gun approach to improvement for yourself so that you can be more engaged. You'll be so good that they can't ignore you. And when they can't ignore you, they're going to send more opportunities your way. And you're going to be happier and happier every Monday, just like Friday, but for a different reason. Thanks for joining me. Hey, subscribe to this podcast. If you want more information, check out my book. It's on Amazon. It's called A Passion for Monday. Go to my website, lovemondaylikefriday.com. I'm going to put links to all of this stuff in the show notes. And if you have questions, you can reach out to me, ryan at lovemondaylikefriday.com. Subscribe. Check me out on social media. Go out to LinkedIn. Check out my articles. I want to help you love Monday just like Friday, but for a different reason. I'll catch you on the next episode. Bye, everybody.